Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support and I'm here at your service. Feel free to send any emails on any requests or suggestions that you would like me to cover uh, because basically this podcast is really to be at your service to whatever your needs are, any questions you, you may have. I'm here to think it through with you. You're not alone. So please feel free to email me. My email is T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8888 at gmail.com. And it doesn't take me long to respond usually. Um, It's a small little podcast and very intimate. So (laughs) I'm not bombarded with anything. All right. So tonight is going to be about self-destruction. And in therapy, I think it's, um, uh, it's a very interesting topic basically because we think of self-destruction as uh, behaviors that are large and in charge, that are pretty risky and they're pretty uh, apparent. But today I'm going to tell you the other face of self-destruction that may not necessarily be in your face. You know, it's not the drugs and the rock and roll and the promiscuity and and the lack of... Um, uh, safety or, you know, whatever people do to, to behaviorally self-destruct. This is more internal self-destruction. I don't think we talk about that enough. I did have an episode that resembles this uh, way down, if you scroll down, on self-sabotaging. But tonight, I'm really going to do just self-destructive thought patterns, the way we self-destruct why we do this and how to handle that situation. So self-destructive thought patterns or even beliefs really come from a belief one has about themselves. And so for the sake of this episode, I'm just going to define it as self-destructive thoughts would be inflicting pain or suffering on oneself by denying themselves uh, of compassion or forgiveness. Uh, this also can be seen for a strong need of uh, for perfection. And also telling myself, I don't deserve something or I'm not worthy to receive something, at which point I start placing conditions on receiving love or affection from other people. You know, any way I don't allow myself to heal is also a form of self-destruction. Yeah, and I think if we take responsibility for that, it sets us free in so many ways from having to uh, get our value or our worth or our validation from others, which is very common for us to do. It's a learned behavior, and I talk about this a lot. It's a learned behavior from early on, and and we continue with that pattern, but it it later on becomes self-destructive because it doesn't use our own ability to heal our own self-healing mechanisms within to take care of ourselves. Rather, we wait for other people to save us from ourselves, to distract us from ourselves. And although they are a temporary relief, they, at any time, as they should, they can leave, they can walk away, things can end. And so we cannot depend on things external of us because it will only disappoint us. It'll only delay the, the process that we ultimately want to be taking, which is to heal ourselves, to be really in charge of our own self-care. 
Uh, so self-destruction or the idea that I'm self-destructing is really in today's episode, it's not about the behaviors itself, but it's on the inside, the thought patterns or the beliefs that keep me from receiving love properly, but also from, um, uh, uh, being in a state of confidence or a state of self-love, especially when it comes to people, when I'm around people. Uh, If I think myself to be inferior, for example, I often will perceive other people think that way of me. So I will be projecting that onto them and thinking that I'm inferior because, or that they think I'm inferior but it's not a fact because we don't know what they're thinking. We don't know what they're thinking and feeling, but yet my mind will project it and it will play that out unless I acknowledge that I have it in there. And if you ever go through a situation or find yourself in situations that you feel that other people are judging you, what that really, really means is that you have a belief about yourself that you are to be judged. And it's really you that's judging you, not other people. And we never really check that. We end up becoming defensive in situations where we need to be uh, open and allowing people to show us what they're about. Uh, When we are coming from a place of this self-judgment and we impose that onto other people, we end up becoming defensive. We don't allow them to uh, show us who they are. We don't give a chance or an opportunity for us to receive their love. I recently had a session with a person that said, you know, I don't feel like I'm loved. I don't feel like I'm lovable. And I said, what makes you say that? And he said, well, I have two friends of mine that did not call me uh, recently. And so I don't feel like I'm loved. I feel like I'm alone. And so I asked this individual, I said, what about the time in between? If they, if they don't call, does that still mean, could it mean that they love you even if they don't call you? And if they call you a week or two later, what assessment are we using to assess that? And he was able to admit that logically, yeah, of course, I'm still lovable, even if they don't call me. But he's learned that he perceives love as a criteria that people have to meet to show him that he is lovable. So people around him really are not that free. They have to actually follow a criteria, whether they call him, whether they... um seek him out, uh, whatever it is that they need to do to show him that he's lovable, right? Which is not their job, not their job, but because of his inner self-talk and beliefs, it becomes self-destructive. He's going to become easily offended in those situations because people are not meeting a criteria. He could even confront them about this, about their behavior, what he perceives that behavior is, and and uh, become offended or, or not allow them to uh, explain or what, what, whatever the case is. Uh, that's usually the situation that uh, becomes or results from this type of belief system is that I'm inferior, I'm less than, and individuals will show me. So in a lot of ways, I even test people if I'm that person, right? I'll test people and I'll be very prideful in my way of doing it. I'll test people to see if they're going to call me. I won't call them. I won't reach out for them. I'll see if they invite me. I'll look at their Facebook or social media and see if they invited other people. I'll just hold a grudge because they didn't invite me. Like I'll play those games within myself. All of that, my friends, if you've never been told, is self-destructive. All of that. All of that. The idea of being lovable 
is really a state of mind. It's not necessarily something that people have to show you that you you are. But unfortunately, we've learned this early on. When parents give love or attention or affection, when a child does something good for them and is convenient for them, the parent will deliver all that praise. But when a child does not perform to the desires of the parent, often the child becomes or gets a response that may be aversive, right? Whether it's punishment or the parent might take away their their love from the child. So the love becomes conditional and the child learns that if he performs then and, and if the parent responds in a happy way then he's worthy and if the parent does not respond in a happy way he becomes unworthy unlovable so you see how that pattern translates into adulthood if we don't heal it it becomes self-destructive so then people are not free to be people around you a lot of the times we will judge them thinking that they are judging us but in fact it's me that it has all these beliefs how people should love me and how they should respond to me. And if they don't give me that response that I'm expecting, that means I'm not lovable. Then I become angry, defensive, rageful. I hold a grudge really long, let it brew within me like a Boston brewery. <laughs> but all of which is, um, is, is false, is a, is a self-destructive thought pattern within us that we can and we are in charge of healing. Nobody else can do that for us. We can seek to temporarily feel better by uh, getting the attention of somebody and receiving their attention and and they'll meet our criteria for a little bit. But just like anything human, it is perishable and it's probably inconsistent because the only thing that's constant is going to be death. So anything beyond that, I question its consistency. So we can't really bring or put our self-esteem on someone outside of us to build. They cannot fill those gaps in with us. They, we have to do the work to practice this self-healing. When it comes to patterns of self-destruction, the way to go about healing them is to really take responsibility for them. As I always say, as I always say, we often want to fight or flight <laughs> when we want an easy fix. So we either run away from um, this feeling that we have, we want to uh, numb it, we want to distract from it, or we we fight. We Then we confront another person, tell them that they owe us some kind of behavior or response. And because they didn't do that response, they don't love us. And this is our way of seeking validation. Now, if I'm doing this consistently with people, people eventually are going to leave because they realize deep down inside that they're not being seen for who they are. They're only being seen for their useful, usefulness in validating the person who's self-destructive. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's why people don't hang around too long. Friendships don't last too long or relationships don't last too long with a self-destructive person because uh, they're not exempt from being tested all darn day. And the person who's self-destructive within is going to perceive others and their intentions with suspicion and have a criteria for them to meet secretly. And if they don't meet them, we will take it out on them. <laughs> so uh, a person can only take so much before they quit that relationship with the person who's self-destructive. If we think about how to treat this self-destructive thinking within, 
When it comes to self-destructive thinking patterns or uh, beliefs within, we really got to go to the core by admitting that we are self-destructive, that we perceive ourselves not lovable, and that we have beliefs about ourselves that maybe are initiated from long ago about our self-worth, uh, our, our inferiority. We perceive these things, maybe we've been reinforcing them for a year. They are not the truth. They feel familiar, but unfortunately, like I always say, people mistake familiarity with it being real. It's just familiar. We are habitual humans, so we're going to have these habitual thought patterns until we retrain them or reprogram them and heal them. So we want to point out the obvious here. If we are self-destructive, that means we are not self-protective in a way that is healthy. Self-destructive individuals lack the ability to emotionally protect themselves. They will get into relationships that they know deep down inside they're doomed to fail. They're going to be unhealthy. Self-destructive individuals also uh, exhibit or demonstrate behaviors and thought patterns that go against <laughs> maybe uh, logic or ethically sound values, their own even health and well-being. So their thinking patterns really don't protect them from all these things. It just basically plays it out. So we need the element of self-protection. But I want you to look at it this way. If a person is self-destructive and they're not protecting themselves from their own thoughts, right? The first thing that has to happen is that they have to recognize their thoughts, what they're doing, what they're thinking about themselves. And I need them to start releasing other things that they've been using to feel better and start focusing on how to think differently within themselves, to train their thoughts differently. Now, nasty thoughts, negative thought patterns, self-destructive thought patterns will produce self-destructive behaviors, right? And self-destructive outcomes. So it goes without saying that if I continue to interrupt them and protect myself from these thoughts, then I'm acknowledging that they're there, but then I'm talking to myself with a sense of nurture, a sense of love and compassion. I have to start nourishing myself or eventually all of it will just become self-destructive. I'm waiting for other people to nourish me, but again, it's not consistent, friends. The only thing that's consistent is whatever that is developed within me because I am with me all day, every day, and everything I do and everywhere I go, I am right there. So my money is on me healing that aspect of me. And from that point on, I get to open the gates of receiving love. I'm lovable whether people call me or don't call me. I'm lovable whether I get invited to a Thanksgiving dinner or not get invited. I'm lovable if somebody calls me on my birthday or doesn't call me on my birthday. I'm lovable unconditionally. I'm lovable in those times in between where I'm not getting attention or affection from anybody. I'm still lovable. It will not feel lonely when I start doing the work on the inside. But it will become self-destructive when I continue to release my power to others. When I continue to release my responsibility that I need to have for myself, I'm releasing it to other people over me. And that's not relief at all. That's just me waiting for uh, 
relief and I don't know when I'm going to get it. I only get it in spurts rather than getting it anytime I want, working it from the inside out, which of course is not going to feel comfortable because it's not familiar. But again, it doesn't mean it's not real. I am born to self-heal. I'm born to self-soothe, as I always say. So I don't want us to think of self-destructive patterns as something that is unnatural, something that people don't do and that there's something defective about you. No, it's part of the human range of responses that we have as humans. And it is okay to say that I have some self-destructive patterns, whether it's I overeat, whether it's I um, sabotage relationships, whatever it is that you're doing that you think is self-destructive or not allowing love in or not allowing yourself to be lovable in those moments. All those feelings, all those emotions are actually basically normal for humans to have. So when we get over that hump of recognizing like, hey, I have self-destructive thoughts. I recognize them within me. I recognize them in behaviors I see or responses that I have that pushes people away rather than accepts their love or in the times where I'm alone, I don't protect myself from nasty thoughts. I simply let them flow and I self-destruct and isolate myself, start feel, trying to feel good real quick, which ends up resulting in self-destructive behaviors as well, right? Because eventually self-destructive thoughts could, if they're not interrupted or challenged or healed, could result in self-destructive behavior. So we need to put in some self-protection, I'm in charge of protecting myself from those thoughts. I produce them, friends. I don't know where you think your thoughts come from, but let me make sure I relieve you of the mystery. <laughs> they come from you. They're not a, 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 a place far, far away, never ever land where we retrieve thoughts and they come in just like uh, they don't. No, they're just simply habitual. And there's so much relief in knowing that. People don't want to believe it's that simple, that it's just a habit. But look at your everyday life. We are comfortable in routines and habits. We are so comfortable in them, you know? And so it's not far-fetched to think that your thoughts are also this, the same thing that uh, function the same way that your behaviors do, your routines do. They're all thoughts anyways. Your routines are actually thought patterns as well not only just behavioral. So let's connect them together. Let's start protecting ourselves, <laughs> dare I say it, from the parts of ourselves that are not well-trained, that are not healthy. It's okay to do that. I don't want you to wait for anybody else to do that. I want you to take the reins and acknowledge those emotional lows that you put yourself through. It, acknowledge them. And once I acknowledge them, I am in control of them. I choose at that point to do something different and different will feel unfamiliar, but it doesn't mean it's not good for you, right? Be expecting that it's not going to feel normal when I start relieving myself and protecting myself from negative thoughts. It might not feel normal if I uh, take it easy on myself that day, if I tell myself, you know, so-and-so did not mean to harm me. I'm, I come with a past and I come with baggage and I, I'm self-destructive on the inside. I, I think people judge me and it's not real. I don't know what people are thinking. Start talking to yourself. Start caring and protecting yourself. Nothing wrong with that. That's what you're built to do. And if anybody tells you anything different, they're lying. 
You are built to self-heal. You're built to self-protect. That's what you're built to do. I'm here to let you know that every moment of the day, if I could. So yeah, I, I think that it's important for us to know that we can very well have self-destructive behaviors or thought patterns within us. And it's okay to say them. Even if you think you're the healthiest person on earth, yeah, no, well, get ready for something that is quite normal in healthy people is that they could have some self-destructive patterns, even isolating self from others, even not going to social activities because they're afraid that they're going to be judged. They could have really good, what they perceive rational, logical reasons for it. But in fact, it's just self-destructive. You're not allowing yourself to enjoy yourself with others. That's really what that means. So start taking a look at things that we we make excuses for keeping, behaviors or patterns that we make excuses for, for keeping. And if they are self-destructive, you need to own those thoughts and cleaning them up. Clean up the mess on aisle five. It's all yours. Yeah, yeah. There is a, a saying that's pretty common that everybody knows. It's the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. And there's a less common saying that goes something along the lines of, if the child is neglected by the village, the child will burn the village down just to feel its warmth. And I think this is much more powerful to me than it takes a village to raise a child. I think uh, as a therapist, <laughs> I see a lot of people burning the village down just to feel something, just to feel something. And so it's self-destructive. You know, as a child, I counted on people around me like adults to help raise me, to help give me love and nurture and affection, anything that a kid needs, safety, security. But as an adult, now I owe that to myself. I can't keep depending on other people to do that. I am now the village and the child, both. I am both today. And so I'm going to take the responsibility of not burning my village down. That's what we're all going to be doing. That's why I want people to really be careful with their self-destructive behaviors. They might have reasons and excuses for keeping them, but they're still self-destructing. They're keeping people away. They're keeping love away from you. They're keeping fun away from you, excitement away from you. That's all self-destructive. Keeping love or self-love and compassion and forgiveness away from you. That's self-destruction. It doesn't allow for self-nourishment. And you will burn that village down within just to feel something. And it might be depression and blah, blah, blah. It might be all those fancy words that you're going to end up feeling. But we put ourselves there at times. So please, please, let's take responsibility for our self-destructive thought patterns and behaviors. Both of them. We deserve more in this lifetime. But the only person that can give that to you is you. Make no mistake, it's always been you. You are the village and you are the child in that village. So please take care of you. Take care of you. Watch out for you. Protect yourself. Give yourself as much love, safety, affection, consistency, reliability. Give yourself all those things. Validation, anything, attention, anything that you need. Give yourself all of that so that this way you're not waiting to receive it from another person. 
which is a delusion. Delusion, because they don't really actually inject you with any good feelings, friends. We just use them as the excuse to feel better. That's it. It's temporary fix. I hope this message finds you well wherever you're at today and lets you know that you are worthy. You are worthy. You've been born that way. You know this deep down inside. You know this because when somebody tries to kill us, most of the time we will fight back. We don't want to die. That's how we know deep down inside that we're worthy. We're worthy. We want to live. I want us to hold on to that. I want us to hold on to that. That's the truth. That's the truth that we're willing to fight for when danger comes towards us. It's there. And nobody submits and says, you know, it's over. Uh, just let me lay down and, and just let me die. No, no, no. We actually will fight back. We'll fight back if somebody tries to drown us, if somebody tries to kill us. We've, we've seen those stories where people do fight back. And um, that's your self deep down inside knowing it's worthy, knowing it's worthy of love and life. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know deep down inside. Sometimes we'll spend a lifetime trying to prove our worth, whether it's through achievements, through, but it's all on the inside, not allowing us to receive the achievements, give ourselves credit for what we need, forgive ourselves for having to learn what we needed to learn and the mistakes that we've done. We, we, we just don't let that go. And that ends up deteriorating us. It becomes self-destructive because I'm not allowing my healing to occur. All I want is to prove my worth. But what we don't really say often, but it's the truth is proving my worth destroys it in reality. So don't bother proving your worth. You already have it, friends. You already have it. Just sit in it. Just sit in it, support it, bring it forth in your consciousness and play it out. Play it out. Let it protect you. Let it protect you from the nasty thoughts and the programming that we may have grown up with. We are worthy beings. All right. <laughs> okay, that's all I got for tonight. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm here at your service. And as always, I'm sending you love and light. And remember to give the child some warmth, affection, love, and protection. So this way the child does not burn that village down. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.